Hello, you people. Hello. Hello, you people, and welcome to the Motley Soup Podcast. I'm Nate. And I am Kim. And this is um, the first show we've done in a while. Yes. Yes, it is. Indeed. Um, so, I want to start the show this time around with a bit of a rant. It's something you and I were talking about the other night, actually. Oh, yeah? Yes. The um, The people out there that like to be the moral police... Are playing. They're they're wash rinsing and repeating their panic over um, some sort of a musician being the devil, ah, essentially. Yes. Yes. We were talking about this the other night because there was a. Uh, I don't watch the Grammys and I don't watch the Super Bowl, but you can't avoid this shit on social media. So there it is in my face. At the Grammys, apparently Sam Smith performed a song called "Unholy." Yes. And in, you know, in, because it's performance art, he was dressed like with a hat with horns on it, dressed in red. The performance had a bit of like a hell kind of a thing to it. And the, the panic police, the moral police are all up in arms. They're all, you know, the look at what they're doing to our children. Uh. They're introducing Satanism to our children, et cetera, et cetera. First of all, this is nothing new for those people. You and I were talking about it. This is an age-old thing that is good, that goes back to, uh, well, I mean, you can go farther, but I'll just start here. Think about Alice Cooper. Yes. Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. The thing, play the Beatles record backwards. Oh, that whole thing. And you'll get a satanic message. Um, Marilyn Manson. You brought up Marilyn Manson. Yep. Yeah. So each decade or... 15 years has its own thing where the moral police and the panic patrol come out and try to tell us that this is going to, you know, they're leading us to the apocalypse. You know, they're surprised they haven't said there's something in the book of Revelation about Sam Smith. Right. So I I just, I want want to, obviously, my opinion is that it's all bunk. It's all silly. Mm -hmm. Um, Agreed. And to, 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 to that even... Why is it that, and and I'm not in any way, shape, or form even saying that Sam Smith is a Satanist. I don't think that's the case. I think he's just was a musician performing a bit of performance art. But even if it was some sort of a thing for that, why is it okay for the other side to constantly on television? Constantly. we, We get to see church on tv like they have their whole whole station whole station whole ass station yes whole ass programs um 24 hours a day jesus you know i'm sure on the grammys at least 10 times somebody thanked god or jesus christ yeah for their award i didn't watch it i haven't watched the grammy since i was a teenager but i'm just saying there are two sides to every coin right right so even if he is a satanist which Whatever, none of our business. Don't care. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. And again, I'm not on either side of this because I think it's all hokum, folks. So don't worry. I'm not. I'm not supporting Satanism because um, I don't believe in him either. Right. But um, the well, actually, other... Satanists don't believe in Satan either. To be honest, educate us. They are atheist. They don't believe in shit. They are absolutely good atheist. for them because I don't either. They believe in the practice of being, you know, a decent human fucking being. 
and having fun and believe in yourself. So do do what you got to do in life just just to make it through. So in other words, this would be more akin to what they would think of as devil worship. Well, okay, devil worshiping. Yes, that's totally different. Those okay. those are the people that, you know, do the sacrificing in the 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 weird dark rooms with mm-hmm. the yeah, the robes and stuff. But it, even Satanists are like that's ludicrous, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, anyway, sorry. But it wasn't well, no, no, that's good. I wanted that's why I wanted to have a conversation about it. The whole thing is again completely silly. <coughs> sorry, y'all, I'm nasally. <laughs> completely silly, completely ridiculous. The panic patrol, like I said, the moral police that want to tell us all. And and, they, and that's the other thing. They say it's dangerous for our children. For real? For real. So they do. what? <laughs> the Catholic Church hasn't proven that it's a little dangerous for our children with all the uh, sex scandals that's come through that little part of the world? And you know what else is dangerous for our children? Purity culture. Yes. It's brainwashing. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It's teaching our little girls that it's their fault anything happens to them. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. And or or um yeah, like that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Look at the look at the structure and how in a lot of those religions women are to be subservient. Yep. And like you said, everything they brought upon brought it upon themselves. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, I'm just saying glass houses, stones. That was my biggest yeah, thing yes. about the whole thing. And also, everything isn't a conspiracy theory. Everything right. isn't uh, the cabal. Everything isn't isn't. Oh man, it's like this QAnon stop stuff won't stop. Mm-hmm. QAnon is Scientology for hillbillies. It's insane. And that that's where it all goes back to to me. It's that type of personality. And if you're that type of personality, you can have your opinion, but I'm allowed to have mine too. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Yep. There are two sides to every coin, and I think people are just being silly. Just silly. Right. <sighs> anything else on that? Is there anything else you wanted to state? No. No? No. No. Well, two interesting little stories here. Okay. That I thought were interesting. Um, I said the I word mean, interesting. I mean, that twice. was a little redundant, but yes. <laughs> two little interesting stories I thought were interesting. How about this one about technology? I got this from CNN. Okay. Here's something you don't see every day. Pet fish playing a video game in Japan managed to log on to the Nintendo Switch store, change their owner's avatar, set up a PayPal account, and rack up a credit card bill. Say what? Yeah. Fish. Fish. Yeah, right. The fish in question belonged to a YouTuber known as Mitu Kimaru, sure. whose channel is popular with the gaming community for its videos featuring groups of tetra fish that play video games. He had previously installed sophisticated motion detection tracking software in fish tanks, enabling the fish to remotely control a Nintendo Switch console. But the technology and the fish's apparent mastery of it led to an unexpected turn of events earlier this month when he was playing a live-streaming game of Pokemon. Muti Kimura had stepped away for a break when the game crashed due to a system error, and the console returned to the home screen. But the fish carried on swimming, like fish tend to do, and seemingly continued to control the console remotely from their tank. During the next seven hours, the fish reportedly managed to change the name of the owner's Switch account, before twice logging into the Nintendo store, where users can purchase 
games, and other downloadable content. They also managed to check legal terms and conditions, download a new avatar, and even set up a PayPal account from the Switch, sending an email out to their owner in the process. Video from the live stream appeared on the show. But things didn't end there. The fish were also seen adding 500 yen, $4, <laughs> to Mutikamaru's Switch account from his credit card during the live stream, exposing his credit card details in the process the YouTuber revealed in the follow-up video about the episode. So that's pretty crazy. So Technology out. gone wild. A timeout. So... And it's from CNN. It's from an actual... It's not from, like, right. you know, Bob's News Service or whatever that... You know, some kind of clickbait thing or whatever. Yeah, but how did they set up a PayPal account? I mean, you're required to put in date of birth, social security number, I know, your right? address, your phone number. How the hell did they do that? Unless there's some kind of an autofill, through, because they set it up through the switch. Right, but why so, would his social security number be in his switch? I don't know. I didn't... That's about as far as I read into the story. I think that's pretty wild, and I don't believe it. <laughs> I I am skeptical of this one. Skeptical? Skeptical. Oh. Well, all right. You, I am skeptical. You be skeptical. I think that that was for clout. What do you mean clout? Like, Explain I, that to me. What is that? I feel like he did that just so that he could... It would make mainstream media kind of a thing. Oh, get his name bigger. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I don't. I don't now. think he. I don't think that happened. I think he did that on purpose. Well, all right. Hey, I'm. I'm willing to. I'm willing to to say that uh, that maybe you're right. I'm willing to to maybe go with that. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. However, that just seems awfully, awfully extreme. Now, if it would have been like, oh, it purchased a couple games, I could see maybe even changing the avatar, but that's setting up the PayPal. That's where they lost me. Yeah. They lost me at setting up a PayPal. That's where you went into calling call, call, call uh, call bullshit. Yeah, on the, that's where I'm like, nah. It's a fishtail. It's a fishtail. <laughs> yes, it is. I like it. It is a fishtail. Well, all right. Well, it was interesting nonetheless, and I thought we would share that. Yeah, right, right. Right, some fish shenanigans, okay. How about this one? All right. The long-dead woolly mammoth will make its return from extinction by 2027, says Colossal, the biotech company, actively working to reincarnate the ancient beast. I love it. That's exciting. Last year, the Dallas-based firm scored an additional $60 million in funding. I wish I could get $60 million in funding. Right. To continue the, well, mammoth, Janet, Janet, Janet. Get it out. Jenna editing work it started in 2021. If successful, not only will Colossal bring back an extinct species, one that the company dubs a cold-resistant elephant, but it will also reintroduce the woolly mammoth to the same ecosystem in which it once lived in an effort to fight climate change. Hmm. So that's pretty crazy. I think that's pretty cool. We're on the brink of reincarnating the woolly mammoth. The woolly mammoth's DNA is a 99.6% match of the Asian elephant, which leads Colossal to believe it's well on its way toward achieving its goal. Hmm. So, so here's my question on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and yeah. I'm kind of building the question off of this article here. So if they can bring back an extinct creature, then why do, why do we have so many endangered species 
That's a good question. You know, like the, what is it? The white rhino, wasn't it? Like there was one male and one female left on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. And then like the male died or whatever, it, or the female died is what it was. And now there's just the male. That's well, it. The, the Lone Ranger. So how, how is it that we can bring this thing back, but we can't save the white rhino? I don't know. So through gene editing, I don't know if this will help answer your question. Because okay. I think what, I think where... I don't know. That's a good question. Like, are you saying, could we use cloning yeah. to, to keep a species yeah. alive? Maybe. Or, or like, even if it's not like a, a fully, like a full-blooded white rhino, I'm sure that they can mate that male with another rhino, pretty similar to whatever their gene type is, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. I'm I'm not a professional. I'm not a scientist. I just I'm just asking the question, like why can we bring these guys back but mm-hmm. we can't save the ones we already have? Yeah, well, and that's what the next paragraph here. Through gene editing, colossal scientists will eventually create an embryo of a woolly mammoth. They will place the embryo in an African elephant to take advantage of its size and allow it to give birth to the new woolly mammoth. Right. The eventual goal is then to repopulate parts of the Arctic with the new woolly mammoth and strengthen local plant life with the migration patterns and dietary habits of the beast. Okay. So, I mean, that's really cool. I think that's fantastic and really cool. I, I that that's pretty monumental there. And yeah, it's 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 amazing how far we've come with mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I I I, I wonder about like. You know, what is, uh, what, what if we could, I don't know, the things you could do, mm-hmm. things you could do through gene editing. It's just insane. The things you could do for us as humans, you know, as far as organs and stuff. Well, goes. we can make designer dogs and designer cats. Yeah. So why can't we, you know, like I said, save endangered animals? Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? <laughs> why not bring them back? So the... The white rhino was the one you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to look it up. I was like, I think it's the white rhino, but I guess um, it is the northern white rhino. Oh. Apparently there's a difference. As opposed to the southern white rhino. Actually, they, yeah. They thought that the southern white rhino was extinct, but apparently it's not. But it is in protected sanctuaries. Like, the, pretty much none of them live in the wild. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, why why couldn't we t- take a northern and a southern, <laughs> make a make a little baby? Call it the call it the mate call it the Mason Dixon Rhino. There you go. North yeah. and the south. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. As I take a sip of my coffee. Sip of your coffee. Mm-hmm. So to round out this thing, unless you had something else on the woolly mammoth. Uh, no, no, no. To I don't. Ra- to round out this episode. I'm going to let you, my lovely wife, decide how we end this episode. One of these two articles we will go through now, and we'll save one for another show. Okay. Would you rather go through the article with the headline, Morticians reveal the strangest and most mysterious cases they've ever worked on, or would you rather have the article, Products that were supposed to be a big hit but flopped hard? That one, because the other one I think we can build off of, make okay. a whole episode out of. All right. Yeah, so okay. this one. All right. Next, this, option two. Option two. Option B-A-2. B-A-2? B-A-2. Not a three. B-A-2. B-A-2. B-A-1. 
products that were supposed to be a big hit but flopped hard. But uh, they aren't all products supposed to be a big hit? Yeah. And but you know what I'm saying yeah. like yeah. you you want all these products to any, be a big yes. hit. Any if, you, if you're going to Shark Tank and you're right. presenting a product, right? Well, these weren't. So I feel like the title is unfair, but okay, move on. Um, Colgate Frozen Meals. Ew, what? As part of their brand extension efforts in 1982, Colgate came up with the most bizarre idea ever, frozen dinners. In the end, the plan backfired probably because most consumers couldn't help but think that Colgate's meals would taste just like toothpaste. Immediately, that's exactly what happened. That's why I said, ew. I'm like, well, I'm sure they didn't put toothpaste in a lasagna, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's... That's exactly what I thought was Colgate in my meatballs. <laughs> mm, minty lasagna. Right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> minty Salisbury steak. Ooh. Oof. I don't know why I said Salisbury steak like an Italian. <laughs> I don't know. She it's did. a Salisbury steak. Gerber baby food for adults. Um, pass. In 1974, <laughs> Gerber, <laughs> maker of baby food, released Gerber Singles, a ready-made baby food line that targeted college students and adults living on their own for the first time. The line that included sophisticated flavors such as creamed beef. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't read this yet. I didn't read this yet, so sorry. That was my natural reaction to that. And Mediterranean vegetables. Mm. However, the product wasn't appealing to young singles, and it was discontinued soon after. I can't can't imagine why creamed beef. So wait. They got beef burgundy here, creamed beef, and it's white. Blueberry delight. (laughs) Mediterranean vegetables. So is it pureed like baby food? I assume so. Ew. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. No thanks. Pepsi released Pepsi AM, a new formula that contained extra caffeine marketed as a morning drink. Uh, Pepsi AM was introduced by Pepsi in 1989. The new formula, marketed as a morning drink, contained more caffeine than a regular Pepsi. However, most people weren't fond of the idea of drinking Pepsi for breakfast. At the end, Pepsi AM was discontinued just a year later. Okay. Well, that's fair. Cheetos lip balm. No thanks. For some strange reason, in 2005, right. Frito-Lay thought it would be a good idea to release a Cheetos-flavored lip balm. However, not even the most hardcore Cheetos fans were on board with this idea. Fair. Uh, let's see here. Thirsty Cat and Thirsty Dog, a carbonated, a carbonated bottled soda for pets. Yeah, no, they don't like bubblies. I love, <laughs> I love the cat in the ad, though. Oh, so, yeah. What's wrong with his nose? I don't know. Okay. Thirsty Cat Thirsty Dog Bottled Water for Pets line was released in 1994. The bottles contained spring water fortified with minerals and vitamins. The water was available in two flavors, Tangy Flish, Fish for cats, and Crispy Beef for dogs. What? Yeah. The product flopped because most consumers thought it was completely unnecessary to give their pets what was essentially soda. Yeah, that's strange. And I don't... I've seen videos of people giving their dog like a carbonated water, Mm -hmm. like the fizziness. Freaks on the hell out, so I, I figured that wouldn't work out. Yeah, but sure didn't. It doesn't sound like Mm-mm. Easy Squirt Heinz Purple Ketchup. I remember that. Me too. It was the early two thousands. I also I think remember we actually, being green too. Yeah, I think we actually talked about that one on a previous we did. episode. Cosmopolitan yogurt from the Cosmopolitan magazine. Oh, I was thinking like the ice cream. Try a Cosmopolitan tried to get into the food game by releasing Cosmopolitan yogurt. Although the yogurt itself seemed to be appeal to their target demographic, the yogurt was a complete failure and was discontinued just 18 months after being released. Okay. 
Jimmy Dean's chocolate chip pancake wrapped sausage. I love those pancake sausages. They were good. Yeah, the ch- the chocolate chip apparently didn't go over well though. Okay, that's uh, fair. In 2016, Jimmy Dean introduced the sausage links wrapped in chocolate chip pancakes, a weird combination to say the least. Unfortunately, most consumers thought that mixing sausage with pancakes was a bit too much and the product was soon discontinued. They still have it in the other flavors, though, don't they? Yeah, for sure. I thought so. I don't know why they would think sausage and pancake don't go together, because they definitely do. They definitely do. They definitely do. Maybe just the chocolate chip. was. The chocolate chip I could see being a flop. I didn't know this one existed, and this sounds disgusting. McDonald's onion nuggets. What? Before, before ever even selling the famous chicken nuggets, in 1975, McDonald's attempted to sell onion nuggets. Like onion rings? Uh, yeah, the, 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 onion, the onion nuggets were nothing but deep fried chunks of chopped onions oh. and weren't very appealing to most customers. No. I didn't even know those existed. Me neither. No wonder we <laughs> that don't. disgusting. That's gross. Like I was thinking like maybe an onion straw or something or a or I don't know, but no, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, the re- rejuvenique facial toning mask looks. Nice. Actually, I've seen people use those. Really? Not necessarily that one, but I've seen people put those. It looks like, like it looks like a. Um, a they death, have like a, a death mask. Or something. It does. It looks like one of those creepy like purge mask or something but no i've seen videos of people putting those on their face and it's like a red light it's supposed to be good for your skin or something but i don't think so launched in 1999 the face mask was supposed to tone people's face facial muscles with shock therapy oh shit and despite endorsers assuring that the process was completely painless users claim that this creepy mask was actually pretty painful with one user saying that the mask actually feels like a thousand ants are biting my face yeah i'd say so no thanks <laughs> Put on this creepy mask. Yeah, I'd be like, nah, you first. Vegemite, Ice Snack 2.0. I mean, who likes Vegemite anyway? The Australians. Ew. Let me see here. Uh, 2009. uh, Yeah, that's... Never mind. Lame? Okay. Yeah. Hannah Montana cherries. As opposed to regular cherries? Right. During the early 2010s, Disney's Hannah Montana was a commercial success, and the company decided to merchandise all sorts of products. Some were appropriate, but some were just plain bizarre, like these cherries, for example. I feel like that's got to be some sort of subliminal thing. Premier Smokeless Cigarettes. Smokeless Cigarettes. R.J. Reynolds Tobacco decided to develop a smokeless cigarette in 1988. Despite the company's huge investment to develop the product, the new cigarettes ended up having an awful taste and were a total flop among smokers. Fun. I remember when I, I tried the um, the electronic cigarettes mm-hmm. for like six minutes. Oh, right. Well, the ones that you got at a gas station, they were one-time use. They looked like a cigarette, those things. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the, you just replace the filter, like you unscrew the butt off of it. Yeah. yeah I remember those. Yeah. They were disgusting. Disgusting. How about mixed spaghetti? In the 1970s, McDonald's introduced the mixed spaghetti. The product wasn't a big hit amongst most Americans who still opted for the traditional burger and fries. However, surprisingly, it was a big success in the Philippines. That's random. And it's sold there up to this day. Hmm. Actually, I feel like I knew that. Maybe we talked about that before. Possibly. No, I don't think so, because I didn't know it existed till just now. Mm. McDonald's Hula Burger. I knew that. The Hula Burger? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Because that's very familiar to me. I think the Hula Burger we have talked about. I don't remember the other one, though. Celery-flavored Jello. Why? For salads. So, why? 
Because remember, in the 1960s oh, right. and they'd stuff, jello they'd, everything. Yeah, they put fucking uh, <laughs> they put, uh, my grandma up until she couldn't make it anymore. Was making that jello with like grapes and oh yeah, and fr- other fruits, assorted yeah. fruits in it. But yeah, this was uh, introducing jello. It decided in the 60s. Sorry, jello decided to expand its flavor portfolio by introducing four salty flavors: celery, Italian mixed vegetable, and seasoned tomato. Pass. <laughs> Of course, that's what the uh, the customers said because they didn't find the new flavors appealing and decided to stick to the more traditional ones. Yeah, that's great. Uh, let's see here. Maxwell House pre-brewed coffee. Nope. <sighs> Looks like it's in, like in an almond milk container. <laughs> I mean, you could actually get cold coffee like that now. How about the McAfrica? No. What is that? 2002, McDonald's was involved in one of its worst PR crises to date. The reason behind it, the McAfrica. Made with beef, cheese, and vegetables on pita bread, the McAfrica was first launched in Norway, one of the world's wealthiest countries, while at the time 12 million people were facing starvation in southern Africa. Oh my god. The brand was accused of extreme insensitivity and the product was discontinued soon after. Oops. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't really think that one through, did we? Nah. Nope. Oops. Definitely. I didn't even think about that. Me neither. Ah, shit. That's funny. Uh, that might be, let's see. Yeah, some of these we have definitely um, discussed before. So I'm scrolling, scrolling. Domino's Oreo Dessert Pizza. What? Released in 2007, Domino's Oreo Dessert Pizza proves that there really is such a thing as too much of a good meal. Although it might sound tempting for some, most people found the dessert too sweet for their liking, and it was discontinued a year after. I could see it being way too sweet. Yeah. I look at it and I just think of it being too sweet. Absolutely too sweet. And I, I, I'm highly offended by su- too much sweet on sweet anyway, just because I'm not a big fan of sweet. Burger King's Black Burger. Okay. Wasn't that like a Halloween thing? Yep, you're right. I thought Released so. Released as a limited edition burger in 2014, Burger King thought that their black burger would be an immediate hit, just like in Japan. The company used charcoal to make the buns look black instead of their usual color. However, most people just found the burger quite weird and the sales weren't up to initial expectations. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Anything that looks appealing? I saw Windows Vista. I'm like, yep, Vista, trash. Yeah. Hasta la Vista. Trash. <laughs> Absolute trash. Yep. They moved on pretty quickly yes, from that Yes, they one. did. They, they knew it was trash. Well, that's all that article had. All right. I guess next time we'll talk about morticians. Yes. Mortician stories. Yes, I'm sure I can uncover a bunch of good ones. Cool. And I have a whole list of them here, too. Yeah. 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 It'll be a, it'll be an episode of the macabre mm-hmm. next time around. Fun. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Well, I, ju- I was just here for the ride. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Yes. I hope you listeners enjoyed it. Yes. And next time, Mortician, the Mortician episode. The Mortician episode. Of the Miley Soup Podcast. And now to end the show, as is tradition, well, a tradition we just started a moment ago, to end the show, Kindle. We are going to present you with the Swedish National Anthem. (laughs) 